Do I look fat? Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. My guest this week is a real queen from Queens, a Reiki practitioner, and the flyest New Jersey resident I've met, my oracle reader, Tyler. Hey babe, how are you? I'm well, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming. Um, Me and you met randomly this summer at like a barbecue cookout picnic. I don't know, we were just chilling in the park. Yeah. Um, and it was just good vibes from the minute, you know, we met and I ended up looking at your Instagram like two days later or whatever. And I saw that you read like you do Oracle readings and all of that. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I, I signed <laughs> up for one. And it was just amazing. And from that, um, from that reading, I was just like, yo, I would really love to have you on my podcast like you're a woman a professional woman in your 30s but you're also practicing all this stuff with the reiki and you know you're are you a vegan i think i've read that yeah i'm vegan yeah so it's like <laughs> i love to have different outlooks and just different perspectives on my podcast for sure um how are you doing how your birthday just passed happy birthday yes. thank you thank you virgo season just came to an end uh-huh. <laughs> Um, how's everything going with you, like work and, you know, COVID and all that stuff? It's just, it's always like a topic of discussion. Well, I'm an assistant principal for elementary school, so it's not easy. Um, it's really hard teaching babies, well, any anyone, right, from distance, but really it's really hard teaching the babies because they don't learn that way. Um, so to, just to say it's been challenging. It's stretching me in new ways. Right. I can only imagine me and my son, we just started um, remote learning literally yesterday. And I was just like, okay, what is this? Because it was an hour Zoom meeting where they didn't really teach him much of anything. Like I was just like, okay, it was really just for attendance. The teacher did tell me, you know, she's still waiting on, cause I'm in New York. So it's a little different from New Jersey. You guys have had it together for a little bit longer than we have um but she's still waiting on like the course materials and like exactly the curriculum and everything that she's supposed to be teaching them so my son has autism so what they're working on is like uh socio-emotional learning Mm -hmm. and things like that for right now and and then we're gonna get into some stuff but me I was like I spoke to her today and I was like listen I bought a bunch of workbooks a bunch of like flashcards I was like what can I do with him because he's not doing anything like we come we sit at the computer yeah that's cool for building a routine with him you know he knows that okay 10 30 we have to go to the desk and he's gonna see his teacher and that's great but he's not really learning anything so it's a struggle, but you know, as parents, we have to do what we have to do as well. It's not just up to the teachers. So that's my new challenge for 2020. <laughs> to be honest, like, you know, the teachers, like, we're all like, just trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're all trying to figure it out. And I think it's just like, it's stressful. Um, because we're trying to do what's like best for the kids and trying to figure out a way to do it without like burning out the teachers or like, you know, killing the parents. And it's like, uh, (laughs) what do we do? It's a lot. And then I'm sure like parents are probably getting frustrated with teachers and like, I get it. It's frustrating, but 
teachers are only allowed, like there's only but so much they can do. It really comes from the higher ups, like everything that's going on. Like they're following yeah. directions just like you're following directions at the end of right. the day. Um, okay, so we, I like to do like a little icebreaker game with my guests just so we can get to know each other just a little bit. This is a would you rather type of game, okay? okay. So I want you to tell me which one would you rather and why? All right. So the first question is, would you rather detect any lie or get away with any lie? Oh, detect any lie. That's already a superpower of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't want to get away with a lie because I feel like, you know, lying doesn't build integrity, especially not spiritual integrity. Everything you do comes back to you. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, being able to detect a lie helps you with a lot. And it doesn't mean you got to call people out on it every time right. you know they're lying. It's just like you make a mental note mm-hmm. and you move accordingly. Right. Like, I see you. I see how you move. Right. And that's cool. But yeah. whatever. Okay. Right. Cool. Second one. Would you rather have too many friends or too few friends? Too few friends. Like, um, I think we use that word friend loosely, right? And growing up, you know... I feel like everyone's parent used to say something to the effect of if you got, you know, two good friends, that's a lot. Um, and it's just like good friends are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have too many friends, are they really your friends? <laughs> so too few friends, because if you got one good one, you're good. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, with age, like I had so many friends, right? Quote unquote, so many friends when I was younger and just little by little, it started dwindling and, you know, the pool ended up getting smaller and people who honestly, I didn't even think we were that cool. Like we were cool, but as, as I got older, we just had more things in common. We were more understanding of each other's lives. Like once I hit 30, it just felt like everybody was, would get upset if I wouldn't text them back right away, or if I wasn't available to hang out as often as I was before and all that jazz. And it's just like, why? Like we can still be friends. One of my closest friends is in Houston. Ask Mm -hmm. me if me and her speak all the time, because we don't, but I (laughs) love her. And I know that she loves me. And I know whenever we link up, like, it's like no time has passed at all. And that's like true friendships in my opinion, you know? Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think like people get stuck on like their love languages. And I think one thing about growing and maturing is you understand that people give you love like in their way, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you might be like, I'm a very huggy type of person. So I show my love for my friends by like giving them lots of affection or, you know, showing up for them. Another person that might just be acts of service, like don't touch me, but I got you. Right, right. (laughs) And so I think, I think when we stop expecting people to always cater to the way that we want to receive love, like some people should do that for even life, but not everybody. And just accept that this is them showing us love. I see you and I appreciate that. And, mm-hmm. you know. Love languages are very important. And I feel like everyone should definitely know their love language. Yes. Because, and there's, you have different love languages for like, um, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. for family relationships, for like friendships, like, I don't, I'm not touchy feely with my friends, like at all. That's just not me. I'll, Mm -hmm. if I can show up, I will show up. If you need to talk Mm -hmm. to me, I'm here, you know, to lend an ear, all of that. But like that touchy feely hug, mm, now as a mom, 
I am a needy ass mom. I'm just like, give me all the kisses, give me all the hugs, and I don't care. Like, and my son, it drives him crazy. But we come, we came up with a little um routine, and I'm like, okay, so you're gonna hug me for ten seconds, and he literally counts to ten. But I get my hug in, and I'm just there, and I'm basking in it for ten seconds. I know it's gonna end quickly, and I know he doesn't really want to hug me, but he understands my love language, and then mommy needs a hug. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. Okay, next question. Would you rather have no taste buds or be colorblind? Oh, dog. That's <laughs> a rough one for me. But I'm going to say I'd rather have no taste buds, even though I love food. Um, because, like, I'm an artist also. So, like, me being colorblind, that would just be wild. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could use tones, but. It's not the same. It's not, it's not the, the same. same. I love colors too. Like I just, I, and different types of colors. It's not just like red, green, yellow. No, it's like cerulean. Right. It's, um, yes. you know, what is it? Uh, cornflower or whatever the fuck. All those you know, Crayola <laughs> colors from the 64 box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I was on like a network call at work and like with like a hundred other assistant principals and we were looking at something. I was like, yeah, because there's this mint triangle and there's a lavender square and everybody was cracking. Like you couldn't just say green and purple. I was like, oh. but it's not green or purple. It's Thank you. And it's lavender. They're, they're two different things. Like, <laughs> there's many different greens if you would have said green i would have been like but that's not really green like i get what you're saying but it's not the same okay so let me ask you a question because i feel like nobody knows what this is do you know what roy g biv is yes thank you okay so one day i'm having a conversation (laughs) and for anybody who doesn't know roy g biv is the colors of the rainbow like hello And they're like, what is a Roy G. Biv? I'm like, red, orange, yellow, orange, yellow blue, green. indigo, vi- green, indigo, violet. Like, are, are, are we playing these games? Like, I don't even understand. And they yeah. were just coming for me. Like, they were like, I can't, you made this up. I, can't, I don't believe it. I've never heard it. I said, okay, first of all, what school did you go to? I definitely Google learned it. it in school. Like, Google Sister it. Muriel <laughs> taught me this in art class, okay? I went to Catholic school. Sister Muriel. <laughs> Her name was Sister Muriel. <laughs> All right. So this is the last one. Would you rather never hear music again or lose the ability to read? Damn, dog. Mm. So that's hard because um, I just grew up reading a lot and I love to read. That was how I like went places mm-hmm. without going places. But you said lose the ability to read, not be able to learn again. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll take losing knowing how to read and I'd learn again. Right. And also in this day and age, like there's audiobooks and you can always, you know, get books that way. It's not the same. I'll be honest. I hate audiobooks. I hate it. Do you? So yeah. I got into audiobooks before I started listening to podcasts. So now that I listen to podcasts, I'm like, mm, do I really want to listen to an audiobook? Because what I would do is I would listen to books while I was at work because I mm-hmm. worked, um, I'm no longer working there, but I was a surgical coordinator and I would just be in my office all the time. And after a while, like you get tired of listening to music. So yeah. I ended up, I ended up re-listening to the whole Harry Potter series on audio. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Okay. I love Harry Potter. Don't come for me. <laughs> I love Harry Potter too. Same. First of all, like, I don't understand why so many people hate on those books or those movies. 
I was I had this conversation yesterday and somebody was like, I watched the first two. I was like, this is why the first two suck. Like once you get into that third one and it gets darker, like you're just like, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> I also feel like the books are always better than the movies. So you said you watched the first two. Did you read the book though? Because the first two movies were not as the same as the first two books. Nope. Mm-mm. In general theme, sure, but like not at all. There was a lot of changes I, at the end. That thing with the mirror. I was like, first of all, that's not even how it went. In the <laughs> that's not how it went down. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? Are we kidding right now? No. He's way more gangster than looking in a mirror. Thank you very much. And then also, like, the sixth book, we're about to get into, like, some Harry Potter talk. The sixth book is so much better than the sixth movie. I hated the sixth movie, but the sixth book was my favorite fucking book. Like, it just gave you the backstory of everything, and they just didn't do that in the movie, and I don't understand why. Agreed. I get frustrated. Really annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to get into our first segment, which is called eat your heart out. So this is where we talk about like diet trends or just ways of eating and things like that. So as a Reiki practitioner, I found this article on the International Center for Reiki Healing, and it's titled how to enhance your Reiki energy with a healthier diet. Okay. But before we get into all of that, can you explain to my listeners what Reiki is in your own words? So Reiki is basically like touch and healing. Um, So it's like, it means like the laying of hands. So if, for those of people that have any sort of religious context, right? Like when people say Jesus used to touch people and heal them, Jesus did Reiki, but you know, obviously I'm not Jesus, so I don't, <laughs> I'm not on that level, but you guys get what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really helpful for a lot of different things. Um, it, it can be transformational, wh- whether it comes to like mental things, physical things. Um, I, you know, people have healed themselves, healed others. So I think it's really helpful. And it also brings you a lot of zen. I also, I lo- what I love about Reiki is that it used to be a, a thing for the wealthy, right? Like a lot of things, even though we all should have access to it, it's something that only the wealthy and the privileged had access to. Reiki is just about like using the power, you know, the core power, the divine power that we already have to help yourself and help others. And the beautiful thing about it is it can't be used for bad. And the more that you use it for others, you help yourself. Oh, so it's almost like a karmic kind of thing when, when you heal, or is it just like the transfer of energy? It's, I, I think it's both. I think because, you know, everything you do is karmic, but also like, you know, if you're pulling that core energy and you're helping somebody, you're also helping yourself um, by sharing. Right. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So just to give you the more, the complete definition, <laughs> but that was a great one. Reiki is a Japanese technique for stress reduction and relaxation that also promotes healing. It is administered, like you said, by laying hands and is based on the idea that the unseen life force energy flows through us. And that is what causes us to be alive. If one's life force energy is low, then we are more likely to get sick or feel stress. And if it's high, we are more capable of being happy and healthy. And some people refer to that as like chi or depending on, you know, your background, ashe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all of these things, it's kind of like religion at the end of the day, right? So everybody mm-hmm. prays to a higher power, whatever mm-hmm. that may be, 
it's still the same thing in theory. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, different cultures, different practices and things like that. And that's why it's different. Um, so yeah, this is amazing. So the article that I found, it focuses on pointing out that some of the foods can actually lower and distort the vibrational nature of the body, thus preventing the higher potential of Reiki from flowing through. Um, some of these foods include sugar, chocolate, caffeinated beverages, meat, and this includes beef, pork, and poultry, white flour, alcohol, heavy metals that include mercury, leg, lead, cad- cadmium, arsenic, mm-hmm. and others that are present in our environment and in some foods. Um, mm-hmm. What the author recommended was to either eat a fish and vegetable diet or a straight vegan or raw food diet. What would you say? I know you're vegan, but what would you say mainly your diet does consist of now? Um, I eat a lot of vegetables, to be honest. Um, (laughs) So what did I have for dinner today? I had like jerk mushrooms. I had quinoa. Like uh, I'm Jamaican. So instead of like coconut rice and peas, I really don't cook rice anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But I make coconut quinoa and beans, um, roasted broccoli, um, I have a lot of <laughs> avocado toast. I love it on Ezekiel bread. Okay. Um, so I, it's really just fruits, veggies, and like select grains. I'm very careful about the grains that I okay. um, eat. Like when I have pasta, it's usually not real pasta. It's like um, chickpea pasta yeah. or um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And would you say you do that because of just the regular health benefits for it? Or do you think it actually does promote like your life energy? I, I think it's both, but I just, I guess I didn't have the words for it when I started doing this. It's like, you know, I grew up, obviously, like everyone eating certain things, like, you mm-hmm. know, I grew up on oxtail, um, curry goat, ackee mm-hmm. and saltfish. So um, I, I got used to eating certain things. As a result, it took me a really long time to realize that when I ate certain things, I didn't feel good. Right. So not only was it like that I felt heavy, but I just didn't feel like myself. Um, even with the caffeine, I don't, I'm not really a sugar person. With the caffeine, I feel out of sorts. When I eat like clean, right, my body feels better. But as a result of my body feeling better, I'm able to be more grounded and connect with that power. So mm-hmm. I feel like I get messages more fluidly. You know, I'm able to, you know, pay attention and decode what's going on. Whereas when I have certain things in my body, my body is so clouded and focused on getting those things out or taking care of those things that it's not working for me. And I think everyone's different, but I know for me, my diet plays a big role in what I'm able to do. Okay. How long did it take you to be like full on vegan? (sighs) So I I didn't know, like when I started this journey that I was going to be vegan, I was kind of like, oh, that's cute. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's real cute. Um, so I started years ago, like, uh, it might have been like mm, 20, 21, and I cut out, you know, red meat and pork. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, maybe like a couple years later, I cut out um, chicken, turkey, and then I became pescatarian. Um, then I cut out dairy. So, I mean, by the time I decided I was going to go vegan, I was vegetarian. So like I did that switch honestly pretty fast. Like I would say like less than a year from like pescatarian to like vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just because I knew what, what I wanted. And also I realized how to get my body to jump into that next big step. So detoxing my body. Mm-hmm. And once I detoxed and I came back to food, I was like, oh, I really don't want that thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And actually the, 
the author of the article, he said the best thing to do is to do things in phases. So like first, if you're big on caffeinated beverages, cut that out. Then, Mm -hmm. you know, cut out the meat or like the beef or the red meat and the pork and maybe just eat chicken and fish for a little while because those tend to be a little bit better than your red meats, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he was like, then you can try to cut out the flour because that takes a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I could ever cut out alcohol completely. I already don't drink that often, (laughs) but no. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no. Uh-uh. I, I don't like, let me not say never say never, never say never. But I know for me, my tolerance now because of like my lifestyle changes, etc, is much, much lower than it used to be. Like, the other day, I had like a ma- margarita and a half and I was like floating. I was like, hold on. <laughs> like, this is too much. I shouldn't be this. I shouldn't be feeling it this much after one and a half. this is a lot going on I'm the same way I'm really the same way I went on this retreat shout out to Carla Wimaris with the shit I'm 30 podcast and we had a retreat this past weekend it was amazing um it was 12 women in a house and everyone got along it was like the epitome of like divine femininity like yeah there was some ratchetness sprinkled in or whatever but that's just who we are right um I feel like people feel like you can't be you know divine or you know be a part of this energy and still be ratchet no that's bullshit it's just about being positive about allowing you know love to come in about accepting it about you know just being open with one another and it was amazing i must say we spent three days together and three 12 it was actually it was 15 women in the house it was 12 women who went three hosts right 15 women in a house close quarters not one argument not one like it was just amazing that sounds beautiful first of all and I don't understand why people have that misunderstanding for so many reasons like women are the magic in the world right Mm -hmm. um so it's like you know you have this idea of us on a pedestal and there are some women that also have this idea of themselves but baby your sacral chakra is down here right Mm -hmm. feeling a little sad bust a twerk I bet you you don't feel better (laughs) I'm serious you gotta move like as as women too that's why we you know we like to dance and move because it gets that um literally that femininity flowing mm-hmm. um so yeah it nah. was nothing but twerking all weekend so that's how you gotta open. do it that's how you gotta do it okay <laughs> i love it um you know i i'm definitely trying to get better with my eating you know like you said it's you grew up Jamaican oxtails, curry goat, all that, right? Um, I grew up, and you know, mainly, I can't even speak. Mostly, it was like <laughs> rice, beans, and like some sort, some type of meat, right? But then also, like my mom would buy a lot of juice, and my mom would buy a lot of soda. So, like for me, I don't do that now. Like my son hates soda. Like I remember one time we were like somewhere, and somebody was like, "Oh, look, soda for him!" And he took one sip, and he looked like someone threw acid down his throat. <laughs> he was just like, "This is terrible," and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> I feel him though. I feel him. Right. So he drinks a lot of water. Well, first of all, for me, I'm just like I'm not dealing with teenage acne, so we're just gonna have you drinking a lot of water from now <laughs> because okay. I'm not I'm not doing it. Like I don't want. I didn't suffer from acne, but he's a boy and I feel like they do it a little bit more. So we have a routine where he washes his face and like all of that. It's just, 
yeah yeah girl I'm not I'm not with the shits like at all um so I am trying to get better as far as like my diet is concerned it's a process but you know little by little I'm cutting things out and once you cut things out like like you said you don't even want them anymore sometimes it's more mental than anything else like you'll be out and you know somebody's eating like like a greasy pizza or something and it's like it's not like you really want it but you're just like damn that shit looks good like that's why I want it you know so it's just dealing with that as well but you know sometimes it's good to indulge in my opinion I agree with you like you got to be kind to yourself there was a like a minute when I would like basically eat all plant-based and then like once a month I would have cheese knowing it was gonna tear my stomach up Mm -hmm. but I was like "Mm, I'm gonna have it anyway but I just needed that at the time Mm -hmm. and you know I feel like we guilt trip ourselves like that was so bad like no it's okay like have your little thing once in a while and then when you're ready to be done you'll be done Mm -hmm. and then you won't you won't not to say you won't crave it but you'll know like oh it's something to look forward to and I think that's that makes it a little bit easier like when you're dieting not that I'm over the whole dieting aspect like fad diets and this and that Mm. no I'm just trying to make better decisions when it comes to my food and I've said this a few times on the podcast you know it's sometimes food versus all the time food right so Mm -hmm. all the time food is the shit that I'm really trying to focus on so it's like my vegetables my whole grains um and things like that and then you know like my sometimes foods is like the pizza and like a burger and things like that but especially now that I'm working from home I do it less often which helps because when I was in the city, it's like, okay, uh, what's down the street? Let's order from that, from that pub and get the, those burgers. And you know, like, cause it's like a yeah. social thing too. eating. Eating is very mm-hmm. social and it's how people like come together, whether it's for like holidays or, or things like that. So let me ask you as a vegan, how are your family members supported, <laughs> supportive of it when it comes to like holidays and family gatherings? <laughs> So I went to my Nana's house, like, you know, um, after I transitioned and she was like, oh, I made you spaghetti. I was like, Nana, huh? She said, I made you spaghetti. Like I, she used to make for me when I was like four mm-hmm. and it was like meat sauce. And I was like, Nana, I don't eat this anymore. She was like, oh, don't worry. I'll just drain off the, drain the meat off the sauce, baby. I was like, no, it does not work like that. I'm gonna get so sick. Um, but she didn't, I think a lot of people don't understand. And also like in Jamaica, when people say they're vegetarians, it's like because they don't call it pescatarian. So vegetarians in Jamaica, a lot of them also eat fish. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, so you eat fish, right? Like, no, nothing pulsy. Uh, my dad is really cool about it, but he like, he always forgets. He's like, wait, you don't eat seafood. Okay, we got to go somewhere else. Like he, he forgets, <laughs> he has lapses, but I think it's, it's weird. Um, especially like the older the people are in my family, the more kind of shade I get for it. Mm-hmm. Like they think you're like bougie. <laughs> yeah. Like you're tripping. What you mean? Like, or yeah, like, you know, this was good enough for you before. And it's, right. like, it's not that it's not good. I just don't want to eat it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like um, my sister is pescatarian. We say vegetarian, but she eats fish. So she's pescatarian. Right. And my mom in the beginning, it was like, she would forget. 
that Amanda doesn't eat this. And Amanda was just eating like, that's my sister, Amanda. She was just eating a bunch of sides all the time at like Aww. Thanksgiving, poor thing, right? But now my mom is more cognizant of it because we know now it's not just a phase. Like she's been like this since Ethan is 11. I want to say since he was like two, right? So Aww. it's been a while that she's been on this on this journey and it's just better for her. She feels better. Um, and now my mom, like she gets, she finds recipes and she makes vegetarian lasagna and this, this, and that. I remember there was one Thanksgiving, I'm not going to hold you. I was very upset because I'm like, so you didn't make any regular food? Like, so everything is just vegetarian on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Copy. Okay. Now you see how Amanda felt. <laughs> right. I was mad. I was just like, okay, I mean, this is good, but it's not what I came here for. <laughs> So whatever, she had a great Thanksgiving, me, not so much, but you know, whatever. Okay, so now we're going to get into Heart on My Sleeve, and this is another segment, okay? This is where we get a little bit deeper. We talk about things that, you know, mean things to us and all of that. So Tyler, you describe yourself as a healing healer. What other practices besides Reiki do you recommend? Um. Okay, well... I'm honestly not going to necessarily recommend anything because I feel like there's so many different healing modalities that you really just got to do what, you know, fits well with your spirit. But for me, um, other than Reiki, um, I'm also learning sound healing. Um, so I love that. Um, I love yoga, acupuncture. Um, <laughs> I recommend therapy, honestly, you know. All day. All day, guys. Everybody should go to therapy. Yes, go to therapy. Um, we all have things that we need to sort out. Um, so yeah, um, but I think that what has helped me on my journey, just with healing, because I've, I've come a long way, <laughs> a long way, I'm not even going to hold you. Um, it's just like, you know, being in touch with my spirituality for me has helped me a lot. Um, just because I think it just, you know, I think we forget as people that we are divine, like, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it feels like everything is happening to us so much so that we don't realize that it's happening for us, right? right. Like, I, I don't, like, you know, if you believe in God, you know, I believe in God. So I feel like, you know, someone uh, had said something the other day, one of my friends was like, you know, sometimes we have to say no to honor the yes. And I said, that reminds me of like, how often, like, I feel like God says no to honor our correct yes. He says, no, this isn't good enough for you, but all we hear is no. Right. And Definitely. once you get over that, I feel like, or for me, once I got over that, and once I just started, you know, being like, you know, I'm abundant, you know, everything just flows to me. I really started just like, everything really just started coming to me. And I started creating the life that I wanted. And I woke up happy. Yeah. <laughs> and being happy is so important when it comes to coming into your own, right? Because how can you accept what's meant for you if you're not happy because you will just have like walls up. So that actually brings us into you providing me with an Oracle reading about two weeks ago <laughs> or something like that. So I did want to talk about it. The reading resonated so much with me. Like you have no idea. I have so much going on, you know, with my quote unquote career, but in the same token, like I have, I'm so open to accepting things like when it comes to my career and moving up and all of that, like, cause like, I feel like that's like my laser, my, my laser focus right now. But then I also have so many boundaries when it comes to like love and relationships. So 
when you when you were pulling the cards for me and you were like you know your self card was to reflect and to just sit back and really feel what was happening to me and everything that i have to accept right now and that was mostly like um the theme of the reading you had told me was my boundaries and how that's something that I have to overcome. I have so many things coming for me, guys. Okay, first of all, she read my career card and it said Ascension and I was doing backflips like in my house. Like, I was like, <laughs> yes, because that kind of like, <laughs> it really just like reinforced everything that I'm doing because I'm always second guessing myself. And it's like, I don't know, you know, I, I literally just left my job for seven years um, because like I said, my son has autism and I have to stay home to teach him because there's no way he would be able to learn and to grow with a babysitter while he's on the iPad and not really doing any work. And then I get home at like 630 and then we have to do schoolwork and I still have to cook dinner. Like it just, it wasn't, I, sh I give it to all the, the parents that have to do that. Luckily at this point in my life, things just worked out in a way that I don't have to do that. I'm able to stay home. So that pushed me in the direction of, you know, doing this podcast, of doing other things, like just getting my voice out there. And it kind of just reinforced all of that for me. Like I literally made this huge decision. I've been working since I was 18 years old. I'm 35, you know? So like not having a full-time job, not having a steady paycheck that's coming in every week, like that shit is scary as fuck. So when you said that, I was just like, okay, this is like spirit. This is God telling me like, you're making the right decision. Stay on it. You still have work to do. Like, don't get comfortable, but you're on the right path, you know? Um, and then, you know, you were like, my heart chakra is closed, which I, I believe that hundred percent, a hundred percent. You did not have to convince me. <laughs> you said it. And I was like, mm -hmm. yes, I know. Cause I've been through some shit and I'm just, I was just over it. And I do need to get better at, you know, opening my heart chakra up. And one of the things, um, you had told me to do, and it was so simple. You were just like, girl, pray, pray because that'll help you open up what you need to open up. It'll help you, you know, just accept the love that you need. Um, how did you get into Oracle reading? Like what, what led you down that path? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Let me figure out how I got here. Well, I have like, you know, a couple of spiritual teachers and one of my spiritual teachers had told me like years back, like, maybe when I was like 24, 25, like, you know, you're going to be reading cards. And, you know, I also work with crystals and doing this with your crystals. And I'm like, girl, you tripping. I hear you though. <laughs> you tripping. I hear you though. Um, but one day I had gone into, I had gone into, um, I don't know what you, like maybe you call it a novelty store. It's closed down in Brooklyn now, but it was, it closed down around Christmas. Um, and I went in and I usually got like I have well they can't see but you can see I have my little aliambres. Okay. Mhm. Mm so um are those like okay that looks like the thing from um from Coco. From yes, Coco. Yes, from Coco. Yes, the spirit animal. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I I got I got those from there and I used to just get like little pieces from there that you know he really supported women and like spiritual businesses and indigenous people so I have stuff from Haiti, Jamaica, Cuba, all that good stuff. Anyways, I went to the store they also had like tarot cards and for some reason they were just pulling me. Mm -hmm. So I was like 
<laughs> do I really want to play with this? I don't know, you know, but I was like, let me just get it. You yeah. know, I, w- I was feeling a little adventurous, but also, you know, I, d- I don't have anything against tarot cards, but you know, growing up, it was always kind of like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. And so since I felt like it was pulling me, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. Um, I started doing readings for people with tarot, but like, you know, not just anyone, like people I was close to. And I just kept getting like, yo, this is so on point. This mm-hmm. is so on point. Um, and one of my, and then I remembered, um, what my spiritual teacher had told me years before that basically, you know, I'm going to be doing these readings and that I have a card reading gift. And I was like, this makes sense now. Um, fast forward a little bit. Um, I, you know, did my research and learned more about different types of cards. And so I wanted to get into Oracle because every deck has its own energy, um, its own spirits that you work with, it works with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything is not just like heaven and earth right so oracle to me um i wanted to do that because it's a little more angelic generally depending on the deck it can change because oracles don't have a set um don't have set rules the way that tarot has set rules Mm -hmm. um but that's what i wanted to work with a little more and so i started doing oracle and it was great but i guess i just started with tarot went to oracle and now i do both okay Okay. Do you prefer, you said you prefer Oracle over tarot? Um, I wouldn't say that I prefer it. I think it's just about what type of energy you need. Like when people ask me, so should I do Oracle or should I do tarot? And I say, and you know, I speak for my decks because like I said, everyone's decks are different. But for the most part, tarot will give you like that tough love when you need it. Like check this out. It is what it is. I said what I said. Right. Oracles tend to be a little bit more gentle, like you know, you can work on this, but you're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the tough love, friend, versus the, I'm Mm going to sugar, put some sugar around it, friend. Um, So I like both. It just really depends on what you need to hear. And a lot of times I use them together to supplement, like one to supplement the other. Like Mm -hmm. I may start out with tarot and then pull the oracle to give me more information or vice versa. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I've had both oracle readings and tarot card readings um I went to I don't even remember what this person's name was but I I went to see this lady in like Washington Heights and she read um coffee dregs dregs for me Mm -hmm. um so I've done that before I'm not a lot of people and it's funny you said you know it's like tarot was a no-no right it's like why Mm -hmm. are you touching that that's like evil or whatever Mm -hmm. and I feel like in um you know Caribbean communities especially like there's such a bad stigma with this stuff they think like it's calling on to like like you're bringing the evil spirits to you and spirit is not necessarily evil in my opinion like and you can correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like it depends on who you are as a person and how your energies are and that's what would attract you have to be open to it you can't be scared if that makes any sense I agree. I mean, I think that there's definitely different types of spirits. There's some like, you know, spirit in general, you know, we are spirit, we're living in it, we're connected to it, but there are different spirits that come to us, right? And I feel like, well, one, you know, um, <laughs> you know, when people like that, you saw that little meme on Instagram that was like, people say they're spiritual, but you know, demons are spirits too. It's like, all right, let's right. see what you're doing with that. Okay. <laughs> but um, you can't be scared, but also know the power that you have. Like, 
things don't really scare me just because I know that I'm protected, right? Like I know who I am. I know that I'm protected, so I'm good. But like you said, it also just depends on like who you are, what you're attracted to. Mm -hmm. And also there are good people that work with, you know, certain energies that, you know, you may not because it, you know, it has a purpose. You have to know, you know, what you're doing when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But I think also that comes from like, you know, people being scared or like, you know, um, putting a stigma on spirituality comes from us not knowing, you know, our history, where we come from. Because it's like, you know, you go to a lot of our grandparents' houses or our parents' houses and, you know, you have the saints, you have St. Michael, you have, you know, regular, you have all these saints and, you know, white faces, but mm -hmm. they're not white. We brought them with us. Right. And, you know, we use these, you know, these saints, you know, to mask the religion that we had, mm -hmm. you know, the spirituality that we had. So a lot of things that people consider like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, like candle work, whether it be, um, you know, types of um, prophecy. It's not demonic. It's just that when we got here, they told us that it was bad and that we shouldn't exactly. do it. And so we carry that same fear. But it's like you're attracted to these things because it runs through our blood. Like we are magic, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and it scares them. It scares them because they, they, white people, I'm just going to say it, white people, <laughs> they have different beliefs. Like, you know, they're more, I think they were like Nordic, right? So they had different energies and different things that they practiced. We, you know, we prayed to our ancestors. We prayed, we were more grounded in family and in connection as opposed to, you know, up where it was cold there wasn't really like a sense of family because they were always moving around, you know? And I think it's also, if I'm just going to keep it 100, is that, you know, as, you know, black and brown people, we just have more power than them. Like we, we have more, it just is what it is. We're the original people, you know, right. everything comes from us. We're also so charged even if by you the have, sun. Okay. Um, so it, they can't understand it and they're scared of it because they know the power that comes with it, a power that they don't have. Or even when, you know, people call like, you know, they feel like it's bad, you know, witchcraft, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. It's like, first of all, who do you think taught them that? Right. <laughs> who do you think taught these, these women that, you know, in Salem, who do you, who do you think they learned the things that they were doing from? They learned it from us, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that once we really start to like, you know, dive deep into who we are a bloodline and also do our research we realize that you know they, they're demonizing us it's just another way to demonize you know who we are our culture our power and i'm not here mm -hmm. for it so to, to promote self-hate right they want us to hate ourselves because right. if we actually loved ourselves as much as we have the c capability to we would rule the world like there's at there the is. end of the day there's more of us than there are them mm -hmm. so it's fear and they want to just control at, you know, they mm -hmm. just want to control us. So I asked my Instagram followers if they had any questions either about Reiki or about practices of Reiki <laughs> cool. or anything like that. So I have some questions. Um, okay, so this one is good. It says, do you believe Reiki de derives from the religious laying of hands or are these practices one and the same? You kind of answered that already. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I can answer it again. So I believe that religion is just an organized way to, you know, be spiritual. So I feel like no matter what your religion is, well, not I feel like, the fact of the matter is no matter what your religion is, you can practice Reiki. Um, 
I think it just goes to what you were saying of we all kind of believe in the same thing, but have different names for it, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to call it God, you want to call it universe, you want to call it source, whatever, that Reiki power derives from source, right? And it already runs through us. But like, um, when you get attuned in Reiki, it just kind of like, I don't know how to explain it kind of like straightens out all the pipes. So it can run through you properly. Mm. Um, so yeah, no matter, I don't think it's a, a, a religious thing, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe in, as long as your intent is good, it's positive, it's pure, you can do it. Right. Okay. Great. So another question I had was, how often should one get Reiki therapy? Um, it really just depends on what you're doing it for, right? So like before um, I became a Reiki practitioner, I would go to like one of my spiritual teachers like every four to six weeks. And I just used to like leave feeling rejuvenated, fresh, clear headed, like everything made sense. Um, so it really just depends on you. But now that I, um, you know, I'm certified. I do it on myself every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important. So whatever your budget allows and um, whatever you know you need, because, you know, you know what you need more than anybody else, mm-hmm. you go and get it. If it's like, you know, once a month, if it's once every three months and that's what you're rocking with, that's what you're rocking with. But right. I think it's definitely helpful. But I, the reason why I also mentioned why you're getting it is because some people get Reiki um, for physical illnesses. So like, um, I know some, and this is not at all saying this is a cure, but some people get it, whether to help or just to be more comforted. Like if they have cancer or um, if they have certain things like ADD or, you know, um, et cetera. So just to help them with that. So that would also play a factor in how frequent you want it to be. Okay. That actually leads into another question because one of my um, followers wanted to know if Reiki helps with anxiety. Yes it definitely helps with anxiety it really helps like ground you and put you at peace and taking it from someone that suffered really badly from anxiety it used to be that the reiki sessions were one of the only things to make me feel at peace okay all right that's amazing um are you able to practice reiki at home and on yourself or do you have to be certified um I don't okay so I don't think that you have to be certified and the reason that I say that is like I'll bring up the whole Jesus thing again like nobody attuned Jesus he just was right Mm -hmm. and I also know people that kind of naturally have it like and I think we all know those and it's usually the if not always the women the older women in our life you know when you're not feeling well and your mom or your grandma kind of put their hands on that place in your body and oh I'm getting chills away (laughs) yeah that's Reiki so everyone does not need to be certified for me it was just a part of like um uh, it's, it's a blame my Virgo stellium Capricorn stellium it's just a part of me like my formal learning right I want to feel right. like I'm formal learning also um but no you can do it at home on yourself but if you feel like you don't necessarily have the energy run, running freely through your hands then you would want somebody to help you with that but you don't have to be certified to do it on yourself Okay. Yeah. Um, so someone else asked, what is a good way to practice at home or in between work breaks? Um, so like, it's just a laying of hands. Right. And then usually this, this sounds probably ridiculous, but like, I literally like warm my hands and the power doesn't come from your fingertips. It comes from the palm of your hands. Mm. Right. So if you know your chakra centers, let's say you're not, you don't really know anything about Reiki, but you kind of know your chakra centers, you put your hand on the chakra centers, right? So it could be here mm-hmm. and you kind of just sit. Well, nobody can see me, but you can put your palm to your forehead mm-hmm. or your 
palm to your your throat or your heart chakra like when I have anxiety I put it right there Mm. and I just sit um and I take deep breaths and breathing is also really important um I think yeah breathing if you learn different breathing practices it'll also slow your anxiety a lot but I do it like that and I literally just focus on my breathing as I sit there until I feel renewed and then I'll move to the next chakra point with my hands but it's in the palm of your hand not the fingertips Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's funny how you said, like, you don't have to be um, certified because, and it gave me chills when you said it, my grandmother, like whenever anybody feels sick, my mom would be like, okay, go see your grandmother and let her pray over you. And she would literally lay her hand on wherever, like you felt bad, if you had a headache, if you just felt if you had anxiety or whatever the problem was, like she would just lay her hands on you and she would pray. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for her, she was calling, you know, God and all of that. Mm -hmm. But this kind of sounds like she was just practicing Reiki in her own way. Yeah. And and that's why I said we are the magic. Because like I said, these are just like formal names for the things that we have always done as a people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a formal way for us to hopefully reconnect. Right. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my God. I love this conversation so much. Um, but we are going to get into the last segment. Um, and it's, are you dead ass? Okay. And (laughs) I like that. Yeah. This is where I just like, I have to question because I'm just like, a lot of the times I'm walking down the street or scrolling on Instagram or talking to somebody and I'm just like, are you dead ass? Like, is this really what's happening right now? Um, so before I start my rant, I just wanted to know if you had anything that you want that you've seen recently that you're just like, are you fucking serious? I mean, listen, my Virgo self, there's a lot of times like that. Um, I don't know. There's so many things like, oh, so I was talking to, you know, my very close friend about this, but I think it's weird. And this is not me bashing anybody. So Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to take it that way. But it was weird to me, like how, you know, or like, people you may know for years, right? Like maybe we were cool, whatever, whatever. All of a sudden slide into your DMs or messages. Like I'm gonna call you on some like funny stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I haven't spoken to you in years and who told you I wanted you to call me? Why are you calling me? It's kind of like, it's the audacity for me. And it's Mm -hmm. like, now I'm gonna leave you on red because you played yourself. Right, right. Like you have to... You have to be welcome into that space. Who says that I want to deal with whatever craziness or funny shit or bullshit that you're bringing up right now? Like I am in, and it's funny that you say this, and this is completely different from the are you that ass that I actually had for today. But earlier today, I took a nap, right? And because I take naps in the middle of the day, I think it's good to regenerate yourself. I love it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Like I just take a nap. And I wake up and I had literally three paragraphs from someone on Instagram, someone I do Mm. not know. Okay. Mm. And it was basically someone who used to deal with my ex-boyfriend. And when I say ex-boyfriend, I mean my boyfriend from 2016. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this was a very long time ago. And apparently she dealt with him in 2013. And I'm just like, why are you messaging me to tell me that she's happy to know because she doesn't know me, but she's happy to know that she stalked my Instagram, saw that me and him were together back in 2016. But since she hasn't seen him on my page recently, she's congratulating me for letting him go. And I'm just like, why are it's we the, talking? It's the audacity for me. It's the audacity. It's the audacity. <laughs> like, the audacity. Who 
cares if you dated him in 2013? Who cares if he called you a chicken head? Who cares if he lied on you? I don't care. I broke up with him for my own reasons, passed him, have not looked back. Like, why are we even talking about him right now? Like, why are you still living in that space? I'm laughing because this is why I say I'm a healing healer because God is still working on me. Um, <laughs> and the way my mouth is set up, girl. <laughs> girl, like, uh-uh. She wasn't disrespectful. I will say that. She was not disrespectful. She definitely said it in like a joking manner. But it's just mm-hmm. like, why are we, even, why are we even it. talking about this? I'm That's over it. it. It's us. No, for, first of all. And then she said something like, oh, you know, I saw that he had, that you had commented under his comment, like Bay or something under a picture. So me, she I'm like. She needs help. She needs help. That 2016, is sick. 203 no, weeks sick. ago. Okay. That's sick. And I'm just like, so I'm scrolling back. I'm like, what picture is she talking mm-hmm. about? Because that's sick. what? I think she was lying. I think she knew exactly who I was. And she's probably still in some type of communication with this man and just wanted to make sure I wasn't in any type of communication with him. Regardless, that is a sickness. She needs to seek help. (laughs) No, for real. Seriously. Because it's never that serious. It's never that serious. Like, pick up, pick pick your head up. You dropped your crown. Right. (laughs) Just, and then I wish you could, matter of fact, I'm just going to show you what the paragraphs look like because I could not believe could you imagine I woke up for an, an amazing nap amazing like I it was just it was great I was getting all set for our recording I was so excited about this recording and did you respond I did respond I, I literally said laughing my ass off I legit haven't spoken to him since we broke up in 2017 he's very much annoying and a liar and that's it like Wow. I would have legit been like, I'm not reading that. That's Girl, all I would have said because I wouldn't. This. Oh, hell no. She wrote <laughs> you a thesis. Definitely a thesis. Oh. I was just like, like the whole story. She, no, it was literally like an introduction, a body and a conclusion. I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Yo, I cannot. Uh-uh. Out of control, out of control. Okay, so that was my are you dead ass? It kind of switched off a little bit. I, I really wanted to talk about why it was so cold on the first day of fall, but I'll save that for another time. I think people heard that from no, me. No, we could talk about it because that shit is disrespectful, first of all, because, you know, I was born in Indian summer, and so it's usually hot around my birthday. What the hell is this? I was outside freezing my cheeks off. <laughs> It was ridiculous. So I was in Orlando this past weekend. So I was living it up, pool, 80, 90 degree weather. Mm -hmm. I come back on Monday and I'm literally like shivering in the airport. I'm like, what the entire fuck? Because it's cold. And then I live like my house. It's, it's, it traps coldness in here. I, I say it's a cave because I don't get a lot of like natural light in here so when it's cold it stays cold which is great in the summertime because i can only run i only have to run the ac for maybe half a day and my my whole entire house stays cold but in the winter or in that transition period where there's no heat girl i me and ethan ethan is my son we walk around in like onesies and fucking (laughs) snuggies walking around the house with a blanket like we're not we're both summer babies we're both cancers we are not with the shits when it comes to cold at all so I was very much upset and I couldn't fucking believe it and 
it's like we need to get it together because it's literally the first day of fall and i'm wearing a hoodie like what i think mother nature is just tired of us at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. you know rightfully so um (laughs) did you see that thing where it's like we have seven years to get our lives together Oh, yeah. I, I knew that when Trump did that, like, said, screw the emissions deal or whatever that the name of that deal was that we had going. Um, so I was like, OK, so I might reach 40 and have to have my kids in a bubble. Cool. Right. Cool. It's wild. Like, we literally have seven years before the earth is like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Which, honestly, she already is. Right. California is literally burning. Like, again. It's been burning all year. Australia was burning in the beginning of the year. No, no, I feel like nobody remembers that, but it was definitely on fire. No, but this is, again, what happens when you remove indigenous people from their land. Because had they not removed the indigenous people, that wouldn't have happened. And for those of you wondering why that's connected, it's because indigenous people have certain ceremonies that they do, which include burning of certain, a certain amount of land in a certain way to keep this from happening Mm -hmm. when you don't do that and you don't do it the proper way this happens right when you take over a land that you know nothing about and you don't know how to maintain it like yeah okay we everybody quote-unquote knows agriculture right oh cool we can grow shit but that doesn't mean you're taking care and nurturing the land that you're on and honestly land is a spiritual thing so you stealing land from people like act like their ancestors aren't pissed and i always make this as a joke but i'm not really joking it's kind of like don't do me dirty because mm-hmm. I will never have to do anything to you. The first tear that drops, my ancestors are on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, it's kind of like with the land, they're like, first of all, you stole it. Now you're acting crazy. <laughs> it's like, over. We're over it. We're over it. Completely over it. Oh boy. Okay. So this was an amazing conversation. I loved it. You're amazing. Even from the first time I met you, I was just like, she's fire. And that's, that's another thing. Like our energies were just like, you know what? I see you. You see me. We're just, we're cool. You know? <laughs> um, tell my listeners where they can find you and if they want to schedule an Oracle reading and all of that. Okay. So I'm on Instagram at Tyler, the create her. So C R E A P H E R. Um, I have booking on there, but um, if you can't get a booking with me on there, you can message me. I also have a, you know, shameless promo. Uh, my business is also launching soon. My um, healing, healing um, crystal jewelry business is coming soon. So, oh, that's exciting! <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear that or to see it. Definitely check her out. All of her information will definitely be linked down below. Her Instagram and all of that. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. I just, you know, we got things to say. I feel like, you know, I was, we were dropping gems this episode. Tell your friends to listen, you know, (laughs) you don't want our ancestors to come for you. (laughs) Don't, you don't want that. (laughs) You can follow me on Instagram. My personal page is underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S. The podcast page is Do I Look Fat Pod, exactly how it sounds. Um, come check me out. I go on live. I talk shit. You know, my, li- my followers heard about this DM before I even came on to record this episode. So they had the little sneak peek. So if you ever want to hear about the shenanigans <laughs> that happens in my life, you know, just follow me. <laughs> um, but no, tune in next week. 
every Friday. Thank you so much, Tyler, again, for thank coming you for on having the show. Me. This is amazing. <laughs> Guys, thank you. Bye. Yay. <laughs> Great. Oh.